Welcome to How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs, and I'm your host, Victoria Warfel. Today, we're going to discuss three important considerations before getting your service dog. So we have three big questions you have to ask yourself before getting your service dog. And this could be your first service dog, or your second service dog, or your third service dog, and so on. But there's three main questions that you always have to keep in mind. The first one is, how does having a service dog fit into your life? Service dogs are life-changing. And that can be a good thing, and it might not be a good thing. Everything's going to take longer. Everything's going to take more time to do. It's going to cost you more energy because you have to make sure that your dogs walk, that you clean up after your dog, that your dog has the sufficient exercise that he needs, that you continue with the training or you do all the training. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot of commitment right there. And you have to ask yourself if you can really do that. Some people can't, and that's okay. There are other options Uh, You could owner train your service dog, you could work with a program, Um, you could do a hybrid program like what we have, where you get that professional support and advice and guidance and and help, um, instead of doing it all on your own. Um, But they do require a lot of time and a lot of energy. When you're out, outings are going to take longer. Getting ready to go places is going to take longer. Uh, You're going to get people who ask you questions all the time, and they're going to be questions that you just answered. But this person doesn't know that you just answered it. So how does having a service dog fit into your life? The next question is, do you really want a service dog? Remember what I just said about all the questions strangers ask? Uh, Some of them are going to be rude without meaning to. Some of them are going to be rude meaning to. Some of them are just genuinely curious because... You and your service dog might be the first service dog team that these people have ever seen. Or maybe they've seen one before that was ill-behaved, and so they're expecting your dog to be ill-behaved. Or uh, possibly they saw one and they let them pet up the dog and everything, and so then they expect it to be happening with you, and that can't happen with you. So there's a bunch of questions that strangers are going to ask. They're going to assume, usually they're going to assume, that you're training the dog for somebody else. Oh, who are you training him for? Myself. He's mine. Oh, what's wrong with you? No, I'm not going to tell you that one. Um, People, like I said, they can be genuinely curious and then they get the, you know, they put their foot in their mouth when they're talking to you. Uh, I have ways I can answer it. Uh, You know, you can say something about invisible disabilities. Um, You can say, you know, he's mine. He's for this. Or she's mine. She's for that. It's up to you how much you want to share. Uh, We were actually in the restaurant, um, in one of the restaurants locally here, and there was a boy, young teenager, and um, and he saw Arrow, because it was with him. He goes, oh, well, what's wrong with you that you need a service dog? (laughs) And I'm like, well, service dogs can be trained for a lot of different reasons. I'm not going to, you know, what was your last doctor's appointment? What did they say? You know, he, he just kind of looked at me and I said, yeah, I said, I don't like to talk about my medical situation with complete strangers, but you know, because you're a young kid and I want to educate and you know, you're not doing it to be rude. You're doing it because you're genuinely curious. Let me tell you about some way service dogs can help people. Um, another thing is uh, Arrow and Gypsy have both done some diabetic alert dog training, but I am not diabetic. 
Okay, but they both have, well, Gypsy's working on her medical alert, but uh, we're working on medical alert with her and with Roma and Aero knows medical alert. So uh, it's medical alert and light mobility. So when people ask medical, you know, what's he do? I could say, you know, medical alert and light mobility. Well, medical alert, like, like, what's that? Like what medical alert? So if I say, have you heard of diabetic alert dogs? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, that's really neat. You know, I'm not saying he is a diabetic alert dog because he's not. You know, he has been trained for it. But because I'm not diabetic, he is not my diabetic alert dog. But it's similar to that. And so if you get it with something that people understand, then it's easier for them to make that, oh, wow, they could do a lot of stuff, can't they? Yep. Uh, The other question you have to ask yourself with, do you really want to service dog, is all the attention that they draw. Whenever we have the dogs out and they're wearing the booties, that's all we hear is booties. Look at the dog wearing the booties. And when we're walking the dogs through Disney with the booties on, it can just be a little bit, a little bit tiresome. But you got to remember too, guys, most people who are at Disney are at Disney for vacation. They've saved up maybe all year, maybe a few years to be able to afford to come And that's just one more thing that they get to experience is maybe that's their first service dog ever that they get to see at Disney. Uh, So, you know, I kind of smile and I've had people who speak Spanish and they'll tell me, you know, well, the Spanish for booties is this. So then you'll also hear that as well. You'll hear the booties and the Spanish booties. Um, We were with one of our clients at Disney Studios for the first time. And he was amazed at all the attention that that he got, that his dog got, you know, just for being there. And it is one thing when you're used to blending in with the crowd and being invisible, having a service dog, having all eyes on you, it it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, So that is something you're going to have to get used to. And if you're not sure if you can, I recommend hanging out with somebody who has a service dog for a few days. Um, Go a few places with them and see if this is something that you really want to do. Um, I do. I have Arrow, as you guys know, and I have Gypsy and then Roma. Um, So the girls, Gypsy and Roma, uh, they're the start of our breeding program. So that's why we have the two of them and still have Arrow. So I can get them trained up. And whenever they're in heat or whenever we do breed them, they'll be off duty for that time for the most part. I mean, maybe a quick outing here or there, but, but they'll be off duty. So he'll still fill in for it, but then he doesn't have to work full time. Uh, I know I want a service dog. I know my life is so much easier with a service dog, even though in the beginning the puppies don't know anything and you have to teach them everything. Um, every dog you train, it's, it's a little better, a little faster. And uh, having Gypsy, well, she just turned a year. And Roma is about five months old. So there is that time difference. And whenever we got Roma, I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, Gypsy doesn't, you know, we've had Roma for two months. So we'll, Gypsy was 10 months old. You know, Gypsy didn't know anything, and we trained her everything. And here we're bringing in another puppy who doesn't know anything. And is this really what we want? But because we have a system, because we do this so often, it was so much easier for Roma than it was for Gypsy. Because it's one thing working with people, with their puppies. It's another thing having one of my own. Uh, So, you know, having that. Now, if I, I decide today to go get a puppy, Like, I'd feel very comfortable, confident, you know, we can get this, the dog will be trained up beautifully. Uh, You know, Roma at five months old, she's ready for her public access test, which just blows my mind. 
And I don't know if part of that standard poodle, part of it's just that, you know, she's had a lot of intensive training for the last two months, but, uh, or part of it's just because we keep refining with every dog that we work, we keep refining what it is that our system is, what it is that we do, um, how we go about doing it. Then the third big important consideration is cost. So for owner training, I've had people tell me they estimated around $10,000 for the first year or so. $10,000. The service dogs aren't cheap. And this includes the price of the dog. So say anywhere from 1000 to 2000 to 3000 right? Um, vet care. So they have to go into the vet a few times for their, their vaccinations. Um, if anything weird would come up. Um, You're going to have to budget for getting their health tested. Uh, You know, if you want to do the genetic testing, we just did that with Roman Gypsy. If you just want to do the prelim OFAs uh, or prelim pen hips, um, if you want to, or the real pen hips, or, you know, what you want to do depending on what your dog is going to be used for. And you can say, well, I'm going to save one to three thousand dollars and go adopt the dog they had free adoptions last weekend locally and i could just save that money right there but as i've said in previous podcasts too guys the problem with that is you don't know the health of the puppy you don't know the health and the temperament of the parents you don't know if the mom had proper nutrition and everything the puppies are going to be good you don't know what all the puppies were exposed to so were they exposed to people were they exposed to different environments whenever they were young like good breeders do uh were the how what was the dad like we usually know what the mom is we don't always know what the dad is so if you adopt the dog and you need a dog of a certain height and it turns out your dog was part Chihuahua. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't, you don't know what the history. So did the mom have puppies before? You know, what were the temperaments like? How did they turn out? Whereas if you go with the breeder who's working on improving the breed and knows their lines, you can find out. And sometimes you're not going to find ones who have had previous service dogs. I mean, sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. So for that, you want to make sure that that some of them became therapy dogs and that they're just, they're good household pets, right? That they're, they're good with kids, that, you know, they're not getting previous litters returned because a dog is aggressive or fearful or anxious, um, all that stuff. Uh, so you have, have the cost of the dog, right? You have the cost of the vet care. Um, you have equipment, uh, and that's going to include leashes, collars, training gear, service dog in training, service dog puppy, uh, you know, bandanas, patches, vests, capes, anything that you need. Uh, you're going to have food and treats and clickers and you know, whatever you use is all going to go into that. And then, of course, the cost of training. Now, some people say, oh, I could do it all on my own, but I've never had a dog before. Or I could do it all on my own. You know, I trained up my last dog and he was he was good and he lived until he was, you know, 10 years old and we never had any issues with him. And so, you know how many dogs I work a day? I work multiple dogs a day. Um, usually, we're talking at least a half a dozen dogs each day. Uh, times seven days a week. Times 30 days a month. Uh, you know, so I've worked with thousands and thousands of dogs. Not just one or two. And so if it's something that confuses you, because there are some questions that come up with every dog, 
you want to have a trainer who you can bounce ideas off of. You know, my dog's having problems in his crate. My dog's having problems with potty issues. My dog is pulling me on a leash. What do I do? Uh, maybe that dog that you had was just a freak dog who was just perfect. Um, chances of two dogs being that way, very slim. So you're going to have some things going on. And what do you do? What do you do if your dog's suddenly fearful? What if your dog's suddenly afraid? You can wash out your dog or you can work with a trainer. And starting from the get-go with a trainer with a program, it helps. And not just because we have a training program for service dogs, but because we know what we need to teach first and second and third and what we need to hit and what the milestones are. You know, what I want your dog doing at six months old, what I want your dog doing at a year old, not just, you know, when it happens, it happens, because what happens is people get lazy. I mean, heck, I get lazy. I realized I've had some stuff going on medically wise and I didn't work Roma yesterday or Gypsy like at all because I had a doctor's appointment and I was kind of freaking out about it. Um, oh, actually, let me take that back. I did work Roma a little bit in the in the beginning. We did a couple outings um, beforehand because I needed to take my mind off of it, but we didn't get I want to work on some new tasks for her and we didn't get that done. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, unexpected expenses also always come up. Uh, for example, Zoe, I had to take her to the vet last year. I think it was last year, maybe earlier this year, because her stomach was hard and sounded funny and was bloated up and uncomfortable. And I was worried she had bloat. So it was an emergency visit to the vet. And they gave, I think it was three x-rays and two enemas. And it turns out she had, she was all impacted and it all came out and she had a bunch of poop in her. And I had to take her to the vet and spend $700 for all of that to be told that she was just full of poop. Yeah. Uh, Rue, our other border collie, was running around the fencing. So we had pigs and uh, we had pig panel fencing up. And he was running and he got too close and he sliced his thigh. And it was mm, probably three to four inch gash on his hip. Um, on his thigh area there, and we had to take him in for sutures. So that was, I think, around $250-$300, just, just because. Uh, Roma and Gypsy, we just did their genetic testing, and that cost around $400 total. But I also haven't even put that up on the OFA site yet. Um, to do that, it's going to cost mm, about $10 a a test to put the results up there. And there are about 15 tests that they did. Now, one nice thing is now I know that the girls are clear for all these genetic issues, um, which is a big help for me. But it's just, it's it's more money. It's unexpected expenses, and they always come up. Uh, whenever it's time to do the hip and the elbows and the eyes and the heart, that's going to be, you know, a few hundred. Uh, hopefully... If the Golden Retriever Club does them, I might be able to get it in a little bit cheaper. Uh, But we're going to need to get those done. Uh, Even if you're like, oh, I'm not going to breed my dog. I really don't need all that stuff. Well, if you're doing a mobility dog, you will need a orthopedic vet to sign off on your dog's hips and elbows. That your dog is structurally sound for the work that you need your dog to do. Uh, When do you do that? When do you start training mobility tasks? Because... For that, the dog's not done growing until 18 months, two years on up. So when do you start training mobility tasks? We start training them young, but we're not going to put any pressure on the dog when they're young. Okay, so like I want them to know, for example, brace. I want them to know how to get into that brace position, how to position their feet, how to firm up their legs 
and I want them to know all that before I can actually put weight on them. And if I wait until they're 18 months old to teach that solid stand stay, that's 18 months of them not doing it instead of 18 months of them being able to practice it. So, you know, there's there's different things training-wise. There's the unexpected expenses stuff. Um, you know, your dog gets sick, your dog starts vomiting. Um, oh, you forgot that this is going to happen. Uh, Gypsy's had some hot spots this year. So, you know, we've had to deal with that and change up our plans just because of unexpected veterinary expenses that come up. You know, Gypsy hasn't worked as much this summer as I was hoping because she's had some hot spots. Uh, I don't know. I assume it's because of the flies and because of the horse flies that we have here because of the cows, you know, because she'll get a bite and she'll get itching on it. But it's something that you need to keep in mind uh, whenever you're doing this is that cost. So the three important considerations before getting your service dog is, one, how does the service dog fit into your life? Two, do you really want a service dog? And three, that cost. They're not cheap. Even to say, well, I'm going to go get a free dog from somebody or when the rescue has free dogs, and I'm going to train it up all on my own watching YouTube videos, you're piecemealing something together with a dog who might not be temperamentally, behaviorally, or structurally sound for the job. So it's always good to have evaluations periodically. And after you do all that, and after you try to piecemeal together that training, is it going to cover everything? Chances are it's not. Uh, now, we do have our online course, which makes it a heck of a lot easier. We talk about the evaluations. We show you the evaluations. We show you how to do all the tasks. We show you how to do all of the training. And that is at howtotrainyourservicedog.com. If you go to that website, howtotrainyourservicedog.com, that is our online course for service dog training. And you get all of our online courses through that. And I do have a special for you guys. Instead of the $9.97 one-time fee, it's $97 a month for 12 months. So that's the price of basically a pizza a week to get your dog fully trained up as your service dog. So thank you for tuning into this episode of How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs. Again, I'm Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and our website, our main website, is dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number 9.com. And we do have our exclusive service dog training program where we work with owner trainers, helping them get their dog ready to be their service dog. Everything from choosing a candidate to basic advanced and off-leash training, public access training, service dog skills, service dog tasks, marker training evaluations, and more. We also have a Facebook community called How to Train Your Service Dog Group, and I hope you can find that and join us there. Until next week.